0: Welcome to I Wish I Knew, a disrupted TV podcast. Today we're talking with Mandy Freilich. As you know, this is a show where educators share time when they jumped into something and wish there was one thing they could have known that would have helped out. Mandy, what story do you wanna share with us today?
1: Um, I'm actually going to share a story about uh, when I first started teaching and how I fell into um, a place where I was burnt out so that's what my story is going to center around.
0: Perfect. That Um, sounds like it was a challenging time.
1: Yeah well um, I was a little older when I went into teaching. I I didn't graduate uh, with my degree until I was 27. Um, I had four kids and so I was finishing my degree while I did that. And um, I was so excited to finish and to get into teaching, and I loved it so much that I knew that burnout was a thing, um, but I didn't think it was going to happen to me because I was so excited about what I was doing.
0: Wow! Right, I can imagine.
1: So um, I I was in I was in teaching about five years, and um, I just started to. Notice that I was not um, excited at all about what I was doing anymore. I really loved the kids. My issue was never ever the kids, mm-hmm. um, but I was like consistently mad at my administration for decisions that they were making that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was reprimanded at one point for taking our math curriculum and and not formally reprimanded, but just told not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, for taking uh, our math curriculum and building it into a workshop instead of teaching it to Fidelity um, because the workshop was working much better for my students than the the actual CAN curriculum
0: was. That is so frustrating.
1: I was, yes, it was very frustrating. So I felt like administration was consistently telling me to know my students really well and to know what to do. You know do best for them and mm-hmm. then wasn't actually trusting me to do that um mm-hmm. so i i you know i began to like really do kind of all the things that um, i swore i would never do like looking forward to the weekend or looking forward to when i could leave and counting mm-hmm. know, the minutes until lunch and um, mm-hmm. And then actually taking a lunch, which wasn't I hadn't <laughs> previously done hadn't. before, I mm-hmm. met with students and collaborated during lunch, and it got to the point where I would just, you know, close my door and have lunch by myself.
0: hmm um, hmm Because sometimes there's almost like there's no air. You, 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 I, I was in a similar situation. I understand that much better than I wish I could. But so how did you? So how did you get out of it? What What did you do? How did you handle that situation?
1: Well, a couple of things happened sort of all at once. Um, The first was that I switched positions because I was convinced um, that it was the district I was in. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I needed a change. And I knew that with my current state of kind of irritation with everything, um, that I couldn't do what was best for my kids. So I switched into a um, technology integrator position Which technology is really my passion, so I felt like I was getting the best of all worlds. I was still going to be able to work with students, although not my own class. I was going to be able to work with teachers, which I really liked doing, Um, and then I was going to be able to use technology. So for me it was, and I was going to be able to switch districts too, which was at the time um, something I, I thought I wanted to do.
0: I was gonna say, it sounds like it was a win-win-win all the way around.
1: Yeah, it really should have been. And um, what ended oh, up happening no. was, I went to the <laughs> district, and the district was wonderful. Um, the the job was exactly what I wanted. All everything fell into place, and so, I and, and I still felt, I still felt burned out, which mm. showed me that it wasn't the district. Um, even though that the previous district had presented some challenges um, that possibly led to my burnout, uh, it was the, the, the problem of being burnt out was me and, and it was really about what I needed to change within myself in order to kind of re-engage back into my job.
0: Mm-hmm. And how did you do that?
1: So the, well, the first thing I did was, a, um first thing that kind of happened to me, it was nothing that I did at first. The first thing that happened to me is um, my, my boss, the tech director, he sent me to a conference and I had never been to an education conference before. And, and I, when I think back to um, how, how this changed the way that I look at education, it makes me sad when um, this kind of professional development is not offered more to teachers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I went to the conference, and who I actually met there was George Kuros, and I bought his book, Innovator's Mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, George and I kind of became, I guess, like fast friends. Like um, I would pick his brain, and and he would just freely give me his thoughts, which uh-huh. was uh, very kind of him. And um, and I loved I loved the Innovator's Mindset, and I really wanted to think like that. And I wanted the teachers around me to have the freedom to think like that. Um, and I just started following some of his direction. You know, he told me to start a blog, which I did. He told me to get on Twitter, which I did. And then from there, I started um, really just embracing some of the parts of education that I hadn't had a hand in before. Mm-hmm. Um, and what brought me back to education was actually the relationships that I. Uh, kind of cultivated from some of those experiences from the blog posts and the Twitter and the going to conferences and 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 those relationships kind of showed me why I was there in the first place
0: hmm so I was gonna say would you say that it was because you no longer felt so isolated that you felt you had a team support that when you needed an idea or you wanted to run an idea past someone that you had a PLN that you could that you could go to
1: Absolutely. And I think, too, that when I even though I worked with a really great team in, in my tech integrator role, there were still times that I had ideas that other people were not on board with. And the, the benefit, um, like one of those ideas, for example, was I implemented these innovation teams, which um, my team was my, my own team was not on board with but I did it anyway because I thought it was a a good idea and it ended up being a great experience. Um, But what I actually needed was help from my PLN because I didn't have the support from my team. Mm -hmm. And I I think that happens often and I think that is one of the most important reasons for a PLN is to um, support us in ideas that maybe not necessarily everybody is on board with, but it doesn't make that make it a bad idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. But it does make it hard to implement it. You know, it's hard to be the solo ship in the you know in the in the you know I want I don't want to say in the rough seas. You know, when you're trying to figure out how to navigate the situation, and you feel so isolated because there really isn't anyone at work you can talk to. You know, it is great to have that PLN who can say it's okay. You know, stand fast. You know, press on. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Um, I can relate to this on many levels. I would think that many of our um, listeners are going to be able to, because I think we do find ourselves um, trying to figure out how to—I don't know—just get that fire, you know, um, that fire back. Uh, speaking of fire, why don't you quickly tell us about your book?
1: <laughs> wow was a really great segue into that. Well, it um, just
0: came up, I'm thinking, oh, tell us about your book.
1: <laughs> uh, sure, okay, so my, my book is called The Fire uh, Within, Lessons from Defeat that have ignited a passion for learning. Uh, there's two pieces to it. The first part is uh, stories from educators who have gone through adversity and who have come out stronger on the other side. Um, a lot of it's personal adversity, but there's some professional adversity in there as well. Uh, the second part, so part two, is um, there's there's a couple chapters the first one uh, deals with um, how your brain uh, changes and reacts in in relation to trauma Um, and also some mindfulness stuff and then there's another chapter on post-traumatic growth uh, which is Mm -hmm. the um, kind of resilience piece of trauma Mm -hmm. and also secondary traumatic stress which um, is one of the ways that I feel uh, people disengage from their profession. Actually, I think they're kind of related. Um, secondary traumatic stress is when you work with kids or, or adults who have um, gone through a trauma themselves, and you uh, hear about this trauma, you experience their their trauma behaviors, and you can actually develop post-traumatic stress disorder um, symptoms from just being around this person. So. Oh, wow.
0: Wow, Mandy, that is that is just really interesting. And I'm, I'm hoping that um, that really does well, because I know that, again, there are a lot of us out there that need that kind of support. So um, we've been talking with Mandy Freilich today. Uh, Mandy, I want to thank you for talk, taking time to talk with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm thank
0: really- you. We hope you'll join us again when we talk about I Wish I Knew on Disrupted TV Podcast.